This is an emergency broadcast. Do not adjust your frequency. Whether you choose to hunker in your bunker to freak out or bug out, we're here to help. This is Heroes 101 Radio, our uh, emergency preparedness special. So welcome. My name is uh, Spectre from the New York Hero Initiative, and I am joined as ever by the lady who makes Sharknado look like a day at the aquarium. It's rock and roll from the California Hero Initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, hi. I've got more Sharknado jokes for you. Don't worry. Dude, that was a hell of an intro. I'm, I'm looking at Bug going, yeah, pretty Nicely cool. Done. Pretty cool. Nicely done. I almost so, got all uh, War of the Worlds there for a second. Dude, I was going, is, is he going to do That's pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty cool. We should, we should do that. Maybe April Fool's Day, just do some uh, screwing with people show. You know, they expect it on April Fool's. I, I almost want to do it like... Uh, nah, because you got to do it on April Fool's to make it funny. But I was going to say, if you could do it either two days before or two days after, when they're all forgotten about, you know, April Fool's, and then you can go, ha, April Fool's, we're, we're late. But, yeah, something like that. Good idea. So, uh, so, so, so what the heck, rock and roll? How's it all going over there? It's going well. We haven't had uh, any earthquakes. Knock on wood. Some people would say, why would you even say that? Because I'm, I'm... You know, I'm very grateful every day that we don't have one. So, uh, otherwise, things are going well. Um, lots of fun things on the horizon. And, um, God, lots of fun things on the horizon. And just enough time to get them all done. So, so that that means it's going well. Thank goodness. How about you, sir? Yeah, pretty much the same deal. You know, we, we've uh, had our, our near miss this week as well. We had another big flood over the last few days. And, like two days straight of rain and rivers rising up and I'm actually oh, I'm actually gosh. in my my back cave my basement under my house and this you know this is a kind of, kind of a peculiar thing that there are houses in the UK that have basements and but um not many and when you do have them they don't tend to have water pouring into them as regularly as, as we do over here in the states and particularly in New York but uh, so there's a creepy hole in the floor of my basement that looks like something that Pennywise the clown would probably live in and so oh, that God. they all float down there yeah <laughs> so, but uh, at the moment it's like half full of water and the sump pumps pouring water out of it so and this is as the snow and ice is melting in in my backyard and pouring into the basement. So, uh, you know, it, it, but uh, fortunately it just goes into this hole and goes out again, so it doesn't seem to be a big deal. So, you know, and no, no disasters here either. But, um, but yeah, we, we have a bunch of uh, exciting stuff going on as well. We've got a, um, a ton of new things happening with the New York Hero Initiative coming up soon. We've got a, a big meeting on Sunday. We've got a, um, a, an outreach and a patrol that we're doing on Thursday. Um, we're having a, a magazine feature us as well, a magazine called Makeshift, who are, I guess, I guess an online magazine. I don't, don't know too much about nice. it. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, it's... Uh, it's I love of, that. You know, 2014 was almost, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say it was a hiatus. We were still doing stuff and we were still busy, but it was, you know, unusually quiet for us, whereas, you know, 2015 is appearing to be more of a return to form. Oh, well, you know, I love hearing that. I really do, because, I, you know... I always think of you guys as uh, the flagship, <laughs> uh, you know, well. for the rest of the Hero Initiative group. I do. And, you know, regardless of whether, you know, our listeners um, and our archive listeners, welcome, um, regardless of uh, whether you hear about what we're doing or not, you can be damn sure 
and I say this with with the the utmost confidence that we're always doing something, something good for our communities. Um, and that's that's a point of pride for me because how many people do you know, or how many groups do you know that can say that that aren't already just geared for that? So we, you know, we're not a nonprofit yet, but it looks like speaking of things that are going to happen this year, it sounds like we're going to uh, get our nonprofit status this year. And um, all kinds of other good things that that are supposed to come out. But I'm really happy to hear that about the New York Hero Initiative, especially the the media, because with media brings you know new recruit possibilities. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, we, we're kind of it's a slippery slope. We we really don't want to get involved in the whole media thing, and and it can be it can be a little cheesy at times, especially the whole real life superhero media thing. You know, it can be a double edged sword. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But mm. at the same time, you know, more the more people you have who who follow you on Twitter, who like the Facebook page and so on, you know, when it when it actually comes to doing a search for a lost child or something like that, where you actually need that publicity to, you know, to to really generate leads and and uh, and get the ball rolling, then uh, then that's not a bad thing. So you know, I, I'm my 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 feeling is pretty much that. Uh, you know, as much as we're not media whores, <laughs> it's uh, it's not a bad thing to be involved in. No, no, you know, media is just the way we see it is just another tool. Yeah. You know, and like you said, if you need exposure for the right things, then you know, if you're not using the exposure the way that that uh, oh, I don't know, Kim Kardashian is using it for, then yeah, well, it's, it's a good thing to have. It's a really good yeah, thing we, to have. Yeah, we don't do too much twerking over here, but a, a little from time to time. You could, you know, that might help. That might it doesn't help work that way. All right, but I agree. <laughs> I'm now imagining a, a real life superhero twerking compilation video. You know what? All, all you need to stop right now because if someone does that, I'm going to blame you. Worst episode ever. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to go, damn it, Spectre, you did it. <laughs> yeah, I brought the whole movement down to a new low. <laughs> right, twerking, twerking. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. So that's uh, the things that are going on with uh, with California Hero Initiative. I know we've got uh, East Bay Comic Con that we'll be at um, this year. We might be on a panel there. We'll see. We'll see. It's still it's still in the works. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Um, but we'll definitely be there with a table. And um, gosh, you know, I'm I'm blanking right now because I'm I'm actually looking at my my notes in front of me for for our show because I'm I'm kind of excited about it. So I, I apologize if it's a <laughs> if I'm getting ahead of myself. And you know what? I think uh, as much as we got a lot of cool stuff coming up to talk about, I think it's probably actually worth us doing a whole show to focus on some of that soon because there's uh, some substantially cool stuff. You know, maybe uh, certain videos that are going uh, going to be hitting the internet soon. There are going to be heroes challenges. I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff coming down the line. So uh, you know, maybe it's uh, a what's new episode could be uh, could be over the next couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, good idea for an episode. It's so funny how you throw things out there and then they actually turn into episodes. So watch what you say on the air because it becomes real. <laughs> I tell you what's um, even scarier is when you uh, you make an off-the-cuff suggestion about what a, a cartoony image could look like <laughs> to publicize the show. Oh, and then, you like that, and huh? A certain, uh, a certain vector <laughs> within about four minutes has <laughs> it looking exactly as you imagined it in your head to a spooky degree. Exactly. He's creepy like that. He is, but he's so talented. And, and uh, when 
when Spectre is talking about these images, he talks about, you know, uh, with each blog talk radio show, you can put up an image uh, to represent, you know, that episode. And he keeps coming up with these these uh, great ideas, like uh, the best and worst had us as an angel and a devil, you know, best and worst of 2014. And he told it, you know, to Vector, and Vector created it. So Vector is our resident animator, artist, et cetera, um, Wonder Boy. And uh, mind reading. psychic, creepy, right? <laughs> we know you're listening, Vector, so uh, there you go. <laughs> Anyway, so, so uh, um, talking of which, talking of Blog Talk Radio, right. I guess we should invite people if they fancy it to uh, to dial in or, or join the chat room. Oh yeah, yeah. If they fancy, I love that. That's why we've got you as a co. <laughs> if we fancy it, yeah. Fancy, so, fancy a bit of banter. That's wonderful. See, yeah, you guys call in if you want to. If you want to say anything, you know, call in. If you want to just chat uh, in the chat room. Where you don't want to put your voice on there. The number for calling in is 347-326-9827. Again, that's 347-326-9827. If you want to speak with us, press 1. We can't promise we'll get to you right away, but we'll get to you as soon as we can. And if you want to join us in chat, you only have to create a little uh, free blog talk radio um, Let's see. Uh, account there. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to blank. And it's uh, it only takes like two minutes to do. So please join us if you'd like. It's a good show. And you you, may you know have what? If, if, if you're listening on in on the archive show because of some uh, there was some small thing going on tonight, right? Some yeah, uh, something about thing, a state of union type yeah. thing. I yeah yeah yeah. But if you are listening in on the archive and you, you have any questions or you want to make any comments, then just ping us on Facebook, Heroes 101 Radio, and uh, we will uh, we'll get back to you. We kind of read all those comments and we like to hear some feedback. Dude, we do, huh? We're pretty attentive like that. We're <laughs> oh, good. look, we've We're got good a comment. To our fans. Yeah, we are. We are. So, speaking of being good to our fans, uh, tonight's show is. is being done because every now and then we do this. We'll do it if it's been over a year. Um, we'll we'll go ahead and, and do another one of these emergency prep shows because well, I live in Cali and we always have to prep for that big one that's right around the corner. That's always looming right around the corner. Um, and then Spectre, you you know you're in New York. You guys had Superstorm Sandy. And yeah, you know what we we did, but I must admit. You know, and I, I, maybe this is a bit of a, maybe maybe I'm kind of split down the middle, but, uh, you know, I, I grew up in, in the UK, as you may have told from the accent. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, over there where I grew up, I, I grew up in the southeast, kind of just south of London. And, I mean, there, there's a whole ton of history there of invasions. You know, you've got you, you've got literal evidence, you know, where where I went to school, in the grounds of the school of the Battle of Hastings, 1066, you know. You got the shot where Harold Hardrada was, uh, the, sorry, the area where Harold Hardrada was shot in the eye by an arrow, you know, a thousand years ago. Um, oh, no. And then, you know, I, I grew up on the coast, and there's, you know, there's Napoleonic invasion. There was a Spanish Armada there where they literally sent fireboats out to, to burn the Spanish fleet. <clears throat> And then, you know, where I used to play as a kid in the field, you've got the tank traps that they would put up to stop the German tanks coming over, you know, in the assumption that Germany was going to invade England then as well. So, you know, I think in terms of prepping, there was a real, you know, it was kind of in the forefront of everybody, everybody's minds. 
No doubt. My, yeah. yeah, my grandparents used to tell me stories of um, cowering in the basement of their tiny, I mean, they had a house that was 1,500 years old in this tiny town. And there would literally be bombs, you know, bombing the house next door, the church at the top of the street, you know, anywhere with any lights on. So, um, you know, it was a very real thing for me having to prep for any kind of attack. Um, and even as a kid growing up, there were IRA bombings, you know, terrorist bombings in the area. There was a, a very famous um, <coughs> military music school, a music academy that was bombed by the IRA and it completely wiped the place out. So... You know, even the kind of terrorist aspect is nothing new. Um, but at the same time, in the same breath, I'm really freaking lazy about preparing for anything. And, you know, you mentioned Hurricane Sandy. I was here before that for Hurricane Irene. I was in living in the city at the time. And everybody was, you know, fill the bathtub with water and try and, you know, stockpile stuff from the local stores. And my wife and I just went out, bought... I don't know, a couple of bottles of wine, <laughs> sat there watching TV, <laughs> got kind of drunk, woke up in the morning and everything was fine. And, you know, there's there's kind of an apathy, I think, if you've never been through a real disaster, um, that, that you, you may fa fall into the trap of assuming that it's never going to happen to you. And I, I may be that guy. So, in short, what I'm trying to say is I'm kind of hoping to learn something tonight. Ah, well, you've come to the right place. And <laughs> you're right, it's there is that that whole mindset that's the whole attitude of uh, you know what uh, you guys are you guys are freaking preppers you guys are are alarmists um maybe i don't know i don't think we're alarmists honestly i think that like edna mode said and i wish i could do it in her voice luck favors the prepared darling something like that um but it does luck favors the prepared and if you have children Y'all, and even if you don't, it's okay. If you have animals, they're your children too, right? So if you have children, if you have anyone who depends on you, the elderly, you really do have a responsibility to learn how to better prepare yourself in the event of an emergency. And um, while we can't cover everything in the world, because that's just freaking ridiculous, come on, we'll give you the basics. And, you know, um, the best thing you can do is, with anything else that you need to do uh, in an emergency, you can practice, 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 practice. Because you don't rise to the level of your own expectation during an emergency. You fall to the level of training. So if you never train yourself, um, to handle an emergency of any kind, uh, you know, that's the level of training that, that you're going to experience under duress. So the brain will shut down. <laughs> it really will uh, during panic. So anyway, with everything we tell you, we really hope that you go out and, and just uh, practice, drill, whatever. So with that, shall I shall I begin, Spectre? Or, or, uh... yeah. no, I was going to say, I mean, you say we can't cover everything, but I do think there are some general um kind of general guidelines to follow whether absolutely and and you know an emergency i think can be anything from something as massive as an earthquake or a flood right down to you know my car's broken down i'm in the middle of nowhere my cell phone's run out of battery you know what, what the hell do i do and you know that that's not a national scale emergency but for you personally it could be the end of the world um and right yeah and you know i i again today i actually had a situation where my kids came out of school together, um, couldn't see my wife anywhere, and just decided to walk home. 
so she's oh waiting around outside the school for nearly an hour, just you know, going out of her mind, phoning me, phoning the police, and the girls have just walked home. They're sat outside on the porch like nothing's happened. Oh Little my gosh! Damn angels. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> so. And you so, know what yeah, it was? Miscommunication. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, and, you know, actually having a plan, having a drill, and obviously in that case I thought I did and uh, hadn't communicated it effectively, but, you know, I kind of think all of those uh, those things feed into small and large disasters, whatever shape they take. Exactly, and that's the first thing that I would start with, um, is that there, you know, we were talking about disasters and emergencies. There are, there are obviously different types, like you were saying, and there's natural, you know, there's man-made and there's large scale and there's small scale. And even though it seems huge at the time, yeah, what you know you were describing small scale ones can happen so much more frequently than than the large scale ones and um just that whole planning thing, have a plan, that's the most important thing. But um I think to start with, I think we'll we'll talk about the ones that affect you large scale. And when we say large scale, I'm talking about affecting say the nation. Um like mass solar flares. I mean, you know, how often do you hear about them missing us? Well, if one doesn't and we lose power, everything will power down. I will be without, you know, I think about nuclear meltdowns um, and and just communication. Well, Yellowstone's another one. We were talking about that before the show. Who <laughs> weren't we, Spectre, about how Victor yeah. likes to scare us with Yellowstone um I, I never even really paid attention. Yeah, I must be. That was one that I learned about, I guess, around four or five years ago, and it it actually kind of blew my mind to think that Yellowstone. Right. And, and I mean, that you know, it's a super volcano. It sounds sounds kind of grand, but when you when you look at the scale of this thing and the level of destruction it could cause, you know, on a global scale, it's it's incredible. Um, it is. Oh, it's so scary. You know, it's kind of easy to say, oh, you know, it'll never happen. It might be, or maybe, you know, it'll happen in a million years when we're all dead anyway. Who cares? But <clears throat> at the same time, you know, you look back and in our own history on the planet, there was a point where we had a single continent, Pangaea, which split into right. multiple continents. And, right. You know, I, I guess it's kind of um, a little short-sighted to think that the Earth is this stable, static thing that's that we're just sitting on that's going nowhere. You know, the fact that we're spinning through space at however many thousands of miles an hour and everything's moving under our feet at the same time. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a fluid, crazy beast that we're riding here. Absolutely. When The last time we had a quake, to me it felt like, and I always thought this, that Mother Nature feels like this big, giant woman who will get up every now and then, you know, shake around and then, and then sit back down whenever she feels like it. Um and it's excuse me she's very fickle so like you said it's a it's very short-sighted to think that it's not going to happen oh you guys you know but it's almost like self-defense training where you can't think that it won't happen to you you can't think that because if you think that when it does happen to you there's no way that you prepared for it because yeah. you never believed it would happen so then you're screwed okay so and we get that that <laughs> Although I, I guess, you know, I do kind of think with the whole super volcano thing, we might be screwed anyway. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> I hate to be all doomed, yeah. but I, right. I'm kind of there thinking if all the plants things. die, there's no food, are we Are we all just dead? Right, <laughs> right. Sure. There's, honestly, there are some things you can't... Oh, I'm I, so I, scared. 
You should be. Um, I, I, the, the whole thing with California falling off of the United States. You know that happens. Yeah, we're dead anyway. But if it's something to a lesser degree, that's what we're here for. We're trying to help you out. So bear with us, because um, we do have a very fragile power grid. You know that. You know, even a virus could screw us. You guys have seen what you know what happens. Um, and uh, there, we also have a very unstable financial institution right now. So um, that goes, you know, then people who, it'll be especially worse um, for people who have never planned because they couldn't afford to, and now there's no way to pay for anything. There's no way to get anything because, you know, money doesn't matter. Um, So we're going to address the seven essential things that you need to start, you know, and I believe regardless of what disaster you have in your area, these seven things are the difference between surviving and not surviving. Um, and, by the way, if you have a notepad out, that's great. Take notes. If not, the wonderful Nightbug sitting next to me manning the board. Say hello, Nightbug. Hello, Nightbug. So night predictable. So predictable. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? <laughs> I love that sample. I do, too. I love Cap. Anyway, if you haven't seen Winter Soldier, you guys got to see Winter Soldier. Um, anyway, uh, Nightbug will post links to everything that we're listing off here. So if you know if yes. you miss anything, exactly, don't say, "Darn it, Rock was going too quick for me." Well, you know that rarely happens. But talking of links, we also have uh, Titus Lupus in our in our chat room right here, who's uh, saying Pangea will happen again, and posting a YouTube link. So uh, check it out. I, yeah. I certainly will be after this show. Oh, no kidding, right? That's a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so a it's a YouTube-related video uh, related to the uh, the super volcano that we're talking about. So, uh, scary stuff, but, you know, let's Very talk about how scary. it can be slightly less scary. Right. So, we were talking about your seven essentials. Now, um, food. Okay, what will you do before we get to that? Let's say, let you know how long you can last without these things. These are the threes. Three minutes without air. You can survive three hours without shelter in extreme weather. And I mean hot or cold. You can survive three days without water. Three weeks without food. So um, with all that... Three months without love. Three months with Oh, man, that was a hard one. We're talking disasters, and as soon as you threw the whole without love thing, I'm going, aw. <laughs> oh, I'm such a wuss. Anyway. Um, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it is. And we're going to have a Valentine's or anti-Valentine's Day show, too, so this will be fun. Um, food. Okay, so you need food. You need water. You need shelter. You need security. You need a way to make fire. You need any meds. And you need a skill set. So um, with the first on the list, which is food, you absolutely need, absolutely need meat. things that... I'll send you a nice box of Christmas meat. Best uh, I can do. Get out of here. Bring me more photos. Thank you, Jonah Jameson. Um, but he's right. You do need meat. You need protein. Um, you, you know what really works? Because we can tell you, you can get MREs. Has anybody ever eaten an MRE? They're nasty. They yeah, really, really are. Gross. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, you can survive, but they're gross. On the other end of that scale, the real 
good dehydrated food that's really it's eFoods Direct. Yeah, you can get some awesome dehydrated meals, but they cost. So I'm I'm going to be you know guiding you to things that that someone on a really low budget can afford because really come on, you know this is what we can afford. So ramen, don't laugh. Top ramen by the case will last yeah. forever, and you don't even have to to cook it to eat it. You can eat it as is. It's crunchy. You know, you know, and you know what we, I, I found works really well, and and I eat this what's that? disaster or no disaster every weekend. Like <laughs> I eat ramen and that, that tinned um, spam, <laughs> like literally. I mean, it may not oh, be the healthiest, yeah. nicest meat in the world, but it's it's meat, it's protein. Oh. And, okay, you're talking and it lasts to a forever, Filipino. You know? Yeah, well, I'm part Filipino, you know, and spam is just on my list. I mean, you know, we Hawaiians love spam too. There's just you know Japanese spam subi so. Oh, man, love spam. But and spam comes with its own, you know, key. So if you don't yeah. have a can opener, which is on our list, uh, you're you're screwed. But uh, yes, absolutely love ramen. Yeah, I have it all the time. Ramen, um, peanut butter, because your animals can eat peanut butter too. Cats and dogs can eat peanut butter too. And if you've got pets with you, you got to think about them. So ramen, peanut butter. Vienna sausages. People go, oh, that's gross, or spam. But you know what? If you need protein and don't give me any bullshit right now, people, about, oh, but that stuff's not good for you. Well, if everything already just went to hell, like you really care if something's got a lot of, of fat or carbs or whatever, you know, you, well, you what, need to what eat. What about for the uh, gluten-free vegans here? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're screwed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> your, your food. <laughs> yeah, your food. <laughs> we'll eat you. God, we're going to get some hate mail on that. Whatever. Um good. It, yeah, right. And pasta sauces, you can you can bring your and spices. People don't think about spices. You know, you can you can just get a little bag full. Remember Frodo and and, and Samwise. Sam brought uh, yeah. Samwise brought uh, what is it? What is it? The best salt oh. in the Shire. Yeah, in case they had a roast chicken. So um, yeah, I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd. Whatever. Uh, so. And, you know, there's beans and rice, of course. Those those can carry in Ziploc bags. Because you, you want to make sure that your stuff can be portable, too. You can have either have a food-grade bucket or you can put them in, you know, the sweater boxes, whatever. If you have to, if you have to flee really quickly and you got to pack a car, um, grab, grab some plastic container with food in it. So, you know, and how much food do you need? We're, we're going to be talking about um, a three-day supply. Right now, it's better to have a six-month supply. Yes, absolutely. Um, but you know, for now, we're going to focus on if you do have to get from point A to point B. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I, I find, and I, I'm kind of diving in like I'm in some experienced guy who knows what he's talking <laughs> about. But this is my, my trick in, in this, and, and they're kind of expensive over here in the states, and they cost nothing in the UK. Are these mm-hmm. tins of beans that come with like egg and bacon and sausage and mushroom, and and they're like a complete meal in a tin, which and they're called like all day breakfast or something like that. But they they're really filling. They've got loads of different protein, and they have potatoes and carbs and stuff in as well. And they don't cost that much, and they're highly portable, and you just need that one tin. Um, All in a can? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and are yeah, you, you know, you can just UK, put the can you're going over to the fire and heat them there. Right, you're going to the UK pretty soon, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I thought I'll just I bring back a suitcase full of them. Can you bring back a couple for me so that I? Because you know what, that sounds 
fast. Oh, we just pulled it up online all day. Break. Wow. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay, you know, because food of the gods. I'd tell it. Single dad gods. <laughs> like, no kidding. A meal for one. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to order some. See, I could order some, but I don't know what the price is to have. Wow, that's pretty cool. Thank you for that all-day breakfast. Um, and uh, so, Titus Lupus in the chat room here is talking about canned beans, which, yeah, definitely. And uh, chickpeas and, and, yeah, I think like chickpeas and lentils and those kind of things. Like, you know, you already mentioned rice and beans and right. anything that you can use to make up a hummus or, you know, you can easily make right. a stew or something with those. It's uh, exactly really cool. So, because right now we're talking about what you guys need to have. Um, say you're at home. Okay, because we'll get to bug out bags because we have that too. We have the whole thing on that. Uh, if, if you're, okay, we'll say you're at home. These are the things you should have at home if you're going to shelter in place. So, uh, like we said, food. We just covered a bunch of food. And, and you know what? Go to the dollar store because, believe it or not, our canned food, um, we have a canned food outlet here. And just uh, try to add something to your store, you know, your storehouse every, um, your storehouse, your storehouse could be a corner of your bedroom, um, every couple months at least so that you have something. And rotate your food stocks. Make sure that, you know, things aren't way too expired. Even though ramen says it's expired, you can eat it for days, months after the expiration. Still good. Um, So we covered some food for you. Uh, even though water sounds simple, one of the things we want to emphasize is spring water, not distilled. Please do not pack up on a bunch of you know distilled water because distilled water is meant to extract things from you. Um, it's used in you know esthetician work, etc., um, in neti pots and such. But it's not really it's not going to be the best for hydrating you. So so stay away from the distilled and just get the spring water. Um, you can also get a biosand water filter. Those aren't that expensive. Um, they can help you uh, purify some water that, that needs to be, like I said, we'll put these links up that needs to be cleaned. Um, but, again, the human body needs um, 60 ounces of water per day, maybe more if you're pulling a walking dead and, like, you know, walking from point A to point B in the heat. So 60 ounces of water a day. So remember that, and and if you get those Calistoga, they're for a dollar each at our dollar store. Calistoga has those little, um, I believe they're gallons, the little containers with the handles. Those are great. You're not going to be carrying those around. You're not going to take those in your um, bug out bag, the whole gallon ones. But you know they're good to have at home. Um, so that covers food and water. Shelter. You know, if you can stay in place, that's great. If you can find a cave, that's great. I know that sounds crazy, but caves are, you know, there are some out there. Or if you have tarps, that can shelter you. Because, you you know, if you have an umbrella that you can keep in your car to shelter you from not just being wet, but also from the sun. If, if something happens and you're too far away from a shelter and it's either raining or too sunny and you're trying to get from point A to point B again, you, you can last three hours in extreme weather without shelter. So keep an umbrella. Keep a couple of them in your car. Um, the, when we talk about security, oh, we could do a whole show on this, Specter, because firearms and weapons. Here's the thing. I I love guns myself. Um, and because, you know, I've had training 
and safety courses. Because they do offer free hunter safety courses, I recommend them highly. They, you know, you can go and get trained at the Citizens Police Academy. Um, you can get trained on the range, you know, with a, a personal trainer, or you can go through like what we did. Our martial arts uh, dojo helps to. Uh, it, it has an extended class for police officers who want to learn even more than what you learned at the academy, um, and they offer that to to our students and. Um, it's an extensive two weekend course and shows you how to put together a gun, take it apart, uh, how to shoot while on the move. What else do they do? Uh, obstacles, oh obstacles uh, and um, scenarios. scenarios, all kinds of things. But with that, I like having my own firearms. The thing that you have to remember is if the world goes to hell and you do have to keep yourself safe, and you do have to travel at all, every time you shoot a gun, for whether you shoot it for food or, I don't know, whatever else you're going to use it, hopefully not shooting people, but um, you might as well put, a, you know, launch a flare above your head because you're no longer stealthy. You can no longer, you know, if you're carrying guns that are open, you, you know, people know you have guns now, and if they want your guns, they know you have them. Um I'm a fan of, believe it or not, I'm a fan of bows and arrows. Yeah, I, um, I feel exactly the same. I, uh, you know, I, 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 I said earlier I'm not much of a prepper, but actually my basement that I'm in now has quite a wide variety of various edged weapons, throwable knives, throwable shuriken. I have a whole batch of those, and uh, and yeah, I'm coming to your house. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, my basement is the place I would bug into. But um, yeah, yep. but you know, I, I think a bow and arrow is highly precise. You know, you now have the compound bows that you don't need a lot of physical strength to pull them, um, and and you know, as you said, completely silent as well, and easy to mm -hmm. create your own arrows if you know if you run out as well. Exactly, and that's it. I was just going to say you can create your own arrows. That's really important because you know you run out of ammo. You can fashion your own arrow, um, and every arrow is open. So you know because there are, there are people who prep who keep hundreds of rounds. To try to put hundreds of rounds in your backpack, bug out bag, and try to carry. It. No way. Hiding that, you know what I mean. So um, it's much easier to carry your bows and arrows, and also you get the right bow, and you can modify them too. They can be weapons themselves. I remember hearing about someone, and a lot of this info comes from um, Alan Moore of Aries Tactical Solutions. He modified a bow where it had knuckles on it somehow, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about practice, go and practice with those because what is that saying? Uh, having a gun doesn't make you guarantee that you don't have to shoot any more than them and try to take courses that have you shoot under duress so that you can actually see what panic fire is like. Um, so that is security that we covered. 
By the so way, I love... I, talking of panic, your your signal mm-hmm. was just breaking up there, so we may have lost a few of your words of wisdom at the end there. But. Oh, no. How about now? It's just a little, it's, it's, a little stuttery. You know, it does this. We'll be going through our show, and suddenly it's, it's ridiculous, and, and we lose this. Thing. So, is it is it bad right now? Breaking up. It's yeah. It's it's not it's yeah. not perfect. It's probably okay. Solar so, airs or I don't know. Zombies. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna call in right now. If you can hear me, Let's see. Do 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 do. And I'm dialed in right now. You're dialed in right now. Okay. Um. So sorry about this, everyone. This happens. We'll be rolling along. It sounds sounds fine to me now. Actually, maybe it was just a glitch. And as Blog Talk Radio will do that, they will. It'll it'll be fine. And no. Oh, by the way, I was saying that I absolutely love shotguns. I think shotguns are they're an absolute must for everyone to have. If if you're thinking of having any type of home security, you don't have to be a good shot with a shotgun. Um, you can absolutely use break locks such, and they're very intimidating, and they they keep someone at more than an arm's length away from you. Yeah, so, really. um, yeah, I, I think I'm. Um, I'm afraid you're uh, breaking other, up again. Okay, you know, I'm going to go ahead and call in because Blog Talk Radio sucks sometimes. Uh, it's, it's a fickle bitch. It's a fickle bitch. Bug will go ahead and chat. Hmm? Two okay. Hello, everyone. Oh, you, you know what, honey? Sorry, right, right, my mute was on, so we don't get a double signal here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, well, it's never a good show without technical difficulties, right? Exactly. It's pretty much part of the course. This is what we have to do. It's like a tornado uh, without sharks. Exactly. <laughs> it would, it would it just be a new show. Screw you, Blog Talk Radio, for always listening to us. That's okay. You know, I, I I find it kind of interesting. You know, I I I guess you've probably seen as well the TV show Doomsday Preppers. I've heard, I've heard it, and I haven't actually watched it. All right, yeah, it's, it's been on a couple of seasons, and it's it's just a show that kind of kind of explores, kind of mocks <clears throat> people who are into prepping, and it's it's normally right. the extreme varieties who buy themselves a missile bunker or something, or, you know, or, um, or these guys, you know, they bury school buses and live in school buses under the ground in their own homemade bunkers and things, and, you know, they're, they're normally the more extreme preppers, um, but pretty much every show was a, a family and, you know, so, some more sane than others who are obsessed about keeping away from the world and separating themselves away and the theory that any day now there's going to be a huge catastrophe and the world's going to go to shit. And uh, then <laughs> so that we saw, I guess it was a year ago or something, there's this family who just decided, Actually, we're not going to prep at all. All we're going to do is arm ourselves to the teeth and then when the end of the world happens, we're just going to go and rob everyone else. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> just, you know, that's pretty brilliant <laughs> if you think about it. 
I guess. Get, if, if you get to be friends with. A complete asshole. <laughs> yeah, you're an asshole. Plus, you'll get shot. You know, you go if they're prepping. They're not idiots. They're not going to have. You know, it's it's a it's a brilliant idea in theory, but it, you know, the preppers, if you think about it, have guns. They should. You know, if they're prepped for the end of the world. Yeah. The end of the world sounds like a violent place, but. Um, yeah. Uh. And yeah, Titus Lupus in the chat room is just saying he likes the show as well. And I, yeah, I must admit, I, I also pick up pretty useful ideas from it. And uh, you know, there, there are there are some people who are kind of nuts. Um, I think there was even one where they were talking about the zombie apocalypse and preparing for that. But you know, there are uh, others that talk about a gradual eco- yeah. economic decline and the fact that you won't be able to buy ammunition for your weapons and you know how to stockpile it, how even to make your own ammunition and things like that. So that there are actually some pretty sane, interesting ideas out there. And actually, you know, oh, yeah. I, I love the idea of, and I, I really want to do this in my own place next year. Is um, what do you call those things where you create like a habitat and and you have um, fish who Basically, the the poop from the fish feeds the plants, and the the plants give the fish oxygen, and you kind of create this whole ecosystem where you're growing food and also fish. That, and, yeah, that's not hydroponics, is it? A hydroponics, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah, I love no, the that's idea a of that. Idea. I mean, that's really sustainable. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely, and that's good to have anyway, regardless of whether you know the big one comes down the line or not. It's it's. Uh, and by the way, how does this sound? Does it sound okay? Yeah, yeah perfect. Oh, I found okay, great. Um, Oh yeah, it's there's there's never a, a bad time to start learning to plant your own food. Yeah, to, you know. Exactly. Um, so where were we? Oh, we were on. Uh, we were on the next thing we we were uh, trying to get to on the list was fire. A way to make fire. Um, we have had um, electronics problems here, uh, electricity rather, uh, where we lost power, the whole block lost power for, it was almost an entire day. So then dinner time came around and you know, you can always go to the restaurants or something like that or, but what if you can't? So, um, you know, we thought, well, we do have a fireplace. (laughs) We do have a barbecue. So, you know, make sure that, uh, you have, if you're going to, if you're going to shelter at home, Make sure you have um, matches and just, you know, be careful because the strike entering world kind, they could get wet. So good to have those little flint rocks. Um, and yeah, oh, is the um, the magnesium strips. Um, right, the magnesium strips, exactly. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, we, and maybe, you know, maybe this is our style of prepping, but every year, a couple of times a year, we go camping and we do yes. proper, proper wilderness camping and we make our own campfires from just random wood that we find. And, you know, the wood's right. always damp and always needs some help catching. And it, it really is a challenge to start a fire, but you kind of, it, there's such a sense of accomplishment if you can do it. Absolutely. And there's there's so many, you're right, it doesn't, you feel like, such a you know bare grills when you <laughs> exactly. get the fire in. seriously um there you know what you know what's really cheap this is a really uh, good thing to have on hand is um in the dollar stores there's this stuff called Murray's beeswax and um with Murray's beeswax and a cotton ball if you light the cotton ball on fire with the Murray's it, it'll last for hours wow um yeah, yeah. So, in fact, uh, YouTube it. I think if you, you know, Murray's beeswax and cotton balls. Cotton balls are like the the thing to keep, you know, around so that you can have a fire for a long time. 
Um, and then the, the other thing that I, I always do when camping, and, and you know, we uh, we had a huge power outage here, I guess, two years mm-hmm. ago now, where we, the power was out in my in the whole town that I live in for about nine days. Um, oh my! And yeah, it was it was a big deal. You know, people couldn't have showers and they couldn't cook, and you know, every restaurant was crammed, so you, you know, you could barely get in there. And uh, um, but yeah, so the the trick I I always use on fires now is if you've cooked a meal the day before that's actually generated some fat, like bacon or sausages or you know whatever that actually you have some fat run off actually keep that and use that as a fire lighter and you know bacon fat is phenomenal at lighting a fire oh, oh absolutely vector made a candle using bacon fat and oh, he had really? enough of it yeah he just took a little wick in there and said i wonder if this oh yeah it worked it worked very well um and I, I have a story actually when i when i was in the uk i guess it was the we had a huge hurricane there in 1987 i think it was maybe maybe a couple of years earlier and um i i decided to make a candle i don't think it was bacon fat but it was some kind of homemade candle out of some kind of fat and it was on a ceramic dish as they tell you and um I, I put this thing in my bedroom. My parents were so amazed that it actually burned and it was bright and great. And uh, so I put it in my bedroom <laughs> on top of a chest of drawers and fell asleep, woke up <gasps> in the middle of the night, and this thing had cracked the ceramic dish because it got so hot. And oh, no. Chest of drawers. And for, fortunately, my dad was an ex-firefighter and, and, you know, ran in, literally just threw the chest of drawers on fire out of the bedroom window <laughs> Uh, you know, but my my room was full of smoke. Wow! Everywhere it was, you know, it was crazy how that thing turned from like a a nice little candle to a potential death trap. Holy crap! Yeah, that's that's crazy. That that's um <laughs> that could have been just really bad. Your dad was an ex firefighter. Hmm, that's really see. We're hoping to get a a firefighter on here, a firefighter friend. It's so uh, cool. Your dad was an all the way in the um. Hey, and talking of burning stuff, this uh, Titus Lupus, man, you you got some damn good ideas. It so, says in the chat room, uh, stuff a toilet paper roll minus the center cardboard into a metal coffee can, fill with rubbing alcohol, and it produces light and heat. And I've I've seen that oh. before, actually. That's an awesome idea. That's a pretty cool one, too, there. See, I have to file that away for, uh, yeah, and, and I can imagine the heat that it would, oh, pretty good. Yeah, and actually, you you know, that that kind of tissue paper as well burns really, really well. And, like, again, if I'm camping, if I'm using, like, kitchen towels or or toilet paper or whatever to wipe plates from the night before, I'll just bag that up and keep it, and that can be fuel for starting a fire the next day. And especially if it's got fat and stuff on it, then it's it's better, you know. Absolutely. Um, Great kindling, great kindling. Um, Let's the so we've got the fire stuff and it's worth it to spend a little and get like you said like the um the strips um but we are on oh meds meds is our next essential oh it's our second to last essential meds uh anything that you need make sure that you've got you know got them and stomach ache this is the thing with a lot of I was reading that with a lot of uh, emergencies or or um, any disaster areas that people because your stomach you know turns to knots and and with the nervousness and fear your stomach takes a toll so simple stomach remedies whether they're holistic or you know whatever you like Pepto keep that on hand because if you don't calm your your poor stomach and help it out you know it's just one more thing to deal with during an emergency. Um, so, and a skill set. 
We are down to the very well, last... Well, you're talking about yeah. meds, though, I, I think as well. Oh, I, I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but for me, I, I, I get migraines a lot. And, and, you know, they can be stress-induced, but they can they can be so bad that I can't see, and, I, and I'm completely non-functional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, the worst thing I can imagine is being in the middle of some catastrophe, trying to get my family out safe, and having, right. like, visual disturbances, and just not being able to see properly, and, you know, just the idea of just having some ibuprofen or some, you know, something that's going to uh, reduce the swelling in my head, so I'll actually be able to function. Exactly, exactly. Um, and antibiotics as well, I, I and they're so hard to get hold of, um, I guess, wherever you live. But uh, um, I've actually stockpiled over the years, whenever I've been on a course of antibiotics for, you know, whatever, a chest infection or something, just keep the last couple, you know, don't take them and just just box them up. And, uh, you know, because I've always thought, what happens if you just, you know, if you get some cut or something and it gets infected or, you know, so some it's the middle of winter and you've got some cold that you can't get to the doctor. I mean, what the hell do you do if you haven't got them? Exactly. That's a really good idea. Wow, my doctor just prescribed some antibiotics for me for a sinus infection. <laughs> and and I'm I'm going the holistic route. I'm going, I don't really want the antibiotics right now, doctor. And so I'll be okay, you know, because it's happened before. I think I'm going to pick up the antibiotics and just stock them <clears throat> just because yeah. of what you just said. That, that's pretty smart. Um, thank you. Uh, so, and, and the last thing I was saying was a skill set. Like you said, when you were talking about even just starting a fire, you know, that's a skill. Some people can't start. I've seen it. I've seen dry wood in place, fire, and people who cannot start a, a simple fire. So um, that, or, you know, or the ability to use any type of hand tool um, or how to create a shelter or, you know, things like that. Um, there are YouTube videos out there everywhere. And Really, if you learn one of these skills, you're never going to kick yourself in the ass and go, I wish I never learned how to make a, you know, a shelter. When, when are you ever going to do that? You're not. You're going yeah. to be glad you have that skill set. So, um, You know what as well? I, I think that kind of comes that? to the whole. Uh, for me, one of the most important things through, and, and particularly like the, the nine-day blackout that we had here a couple of years ago, um, uh-huh. the most important thing for getting through that was teamwork and you know, it was my wife and I, it was our neighbors, and, you know, we we knew one person who had power, just like, they were on some kind of split power supply, and they had about two outlets in their house that worked, and they were, they literally just put an extension cord outside. Oh, wow. Out of, you yeah. know, bug adapters, and just let people charge up their phones and things, so at least they had some kind of juice. Um, and we had another person who had a working shower, who would let people just come in and, you know, give their kids a shower, you know, after stinking up the house for days, and... um you know, that that kind of cooperation was awesome, but I guess, you know, the theory is that if the world goes to crap, um, how long is that going to last? And, right, it's every man for himself. You are, I guess. Yeah, the whole the whole every man for himself is scary. And, and, you know, that's why, like I ask you right now, do you know your neighbors by name and how many are living in, you know, in their home uh, or in their space? Actually, so many people you could... Yeah, I you probably do. do. Now, but... Um, it's an unusual thing for me to do so. You know, I, I've been through, you know, 20 years of owning houses and not even knowing the first name of the people who live next door. <laughs> and, uh, See? And yeah. that's the thing. You know, because we're, we're all very closed off, that doesn't mean you have to go door to door and, and, you know, but but at least if you know, and that's one of the first things they teach you in either Neighborhood Watch or in search, is to get to know, you know, your neighbor at least by name. And that way, should you have to leave, 
you're no longer sheltering in place, but they're staying. Or, you know, if there's a way to communicate via your neighbor to let other family members know what's going on or, or to get a lend a helping hand or to do this whole community thing in case of emergency, it's, it's good to get to know your neighbors, you know, by, by name um, and to know how many people are in their house. That that always helps too in the event of an emergency. If you want to help, especially if you are in a real life superhero, you know, um, if you're one of those, um, it's our job to help. So if there's a big earthquake or something, and you want to know, you know, there's a grandma next door. At least you know, I got to help that grandma next door. So yeah, um, you know what as well when you're talking about having having some kind of trade or some kind of skill. Um, mm-hmm. One thing again during that long blackout that we found is that. I mean, it was, it was. I guess it was October into November when this happened, um, and uh, it's dark at night. It gets dark early at like 6 p.m. or something, and then what do you do? You've got candlelight. You've got no TV. You've got you know no modern appliances at all, and uh, you know the kids can read books for a bit. But how you know how many hours can kids read books before they get bored of it day after day after right. day? Right. Um, right. So, you know, we found, uh, I guess to some extent, things like board games helped, <clears throat> but but more so just having somebody who could play an instrument, somebody who could sing, you know, and, and actually remembered tunes to play as well off, off the top of their head rather than, you know, Googling it as I normally would. But, you know, just having someone turn up with a guitar for an evening just made such a difference to morale in those times, you know. No kidding. That's absolutely the truth. And that could happen here. It could happen now. Um, and, uh, you know, in our bug out bags, we definitely have games for the kids, but you're right. Even just in the house to, you know, something to do because the worst thing is a poor kid who's scared and who is bored and who, you know, they're just, they want to know what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. You know, you're already under enough stress. So, um, it's good to have someone with skill set, like you said. Um, both of my kids for, uh, for that reason, when we go camping, they both have a harmonica. Because it's like the least musical musical instrument, isn't it? You just need to be able to breathe in and out and kind of put it near your head and, and it'll work. That's pretty and, you know, cool. They don't make the greatest music with it, but they enjoy it and it kind of keeps them entertained and, you know. Right. Keeps them just uh, their minds off of, you know, distraction is great, especially yeah. for a little right now. So um, we are going to move on to the bug out bag part. But before that, I wanted to say that there is an acronym that helps. Wherever you are, should something hit, whether man-made or natural, large-scale or small-scale, SPEAR is the acronym to remember, and it's S-P-E-A-R. And what it stands for, and, and believe it or not, when you are under extreme duress, these acronyms really help because you're trying to go through your head and go, what was I supposed to do? I can't remember. I can't remember the order. I can't remember. Well, you know, acronyms. Um, the S is for STOP. Whatever you're doing right there, stop freaking out, stop running around without a plan, um, to stop for one second, ten seconds, whatever it is. The P is for plan. If you've been running around, if you're freaking out, you don't have a plan. So just stop, make a plan, whatever it is, even if it's just to get from point A to point B or to communicate, whatever it is. E is for evaluate because after you've made your plan and you put it into action, you've got to evaluate whether or not it's working. If it's working, you know, evaluate um, and A, assess. And if it works, keep on with it. If it doesn't, the R stands for reevaluate. So stop freaking out. Stop whatever you're doing. Plan, evaluate it, 
assess it and then reevaluate if you need to. But the main thing is to not just run around like a chicken with your head cut off because that's panic kills. <clears throat> and we've seen enough panic in even the smallest of, of uh, disasters. You know, it, it just doesn't help anybody. Um, and learn your area. Because if you don't know your area, it's harder to make a plan. You don't know what area you're going to be in when something bad happens, but you do know where you spend 90% of your time. So wherever you spend 90% of your time, get to know. Get to know pretty well. Bug just yesterday was saying, I really should get to know the, the bus system more in this part of San Francisco. You never know. You know, what if what if our, our train system doesn't work or what if the car, you know, doesn't work, whatever. I, I should really know how to get around. Um and getting around brings us to our... Actually, what, actually, before you move on from getting to know sure. your location, mm-hmm. one thing that absolutely shocks me working in Manhattan is how little visibility there is of where staircases are <clears throat> in big office buildings and how few people actually know how to get to a staircase to get out. You know, people who take the elevator every day. And I, I know people who have worked in a building for years and literally couldn't tell you where the staircase is. And that, you know, that's... Me. Oh, no. Yeah. That's just... That is committing... <laughs> it's almost like committing suicide in the event of an emergency. You've got... Yeah. You can't take the, the elevator. You can't take things shut down. Oh my gosh, that's just too scary. I yeah, always have to know my ex. They actually now have government offices who go around Manhattan and, and <clears throat> go to literally every floor of these big office buildings and kind of reinforce to people what would you do if there was a terrorist attack, you know, what would you do if there was a, a bombing, a fire, you know, and, and various scenarios. And um, or they also go through what would you do if there was danger outside but you need to get out of the building, you know, what what options have you got? And, and it really opens people's eyes to how little they know about, you know, is there a back entrance to the building? You know, what what street does it go on to? Where the hell would I be if I walked out of this other entrance? It's, That's fantastic. Um, I'd like to find a link on that. That, uh, gosh, that'd be, I tell you what, I would really enjoy a job like that. Call me crazy, but I'd, yeah. I'd like to do that. Um, so if you have to get from point A to point B, whether you're at work or driving the kids to soccer or whatever you're doing and something hits, one of your best friends is going to be a bug-out bag. And, yes, I do think you should have at least some of this with you wherever you go. Now, I know I know, Nightbug takes, uh, takes public transportation to work every day. And we just had this conversation that even though we have these bug-out bags, full of stuff, he doesn't take one with him. There was a big earthquake in 1989 here, and the bad thing is, you know, like a freeway, a a top section of a freeway collapsed on two of the bottom section, crushing, you know, cars underneath down to like four inches tall. It was was horrifying. Um, And we do have a train system here that uh, goes underwater. It goes across the San Francisco Bay. Luckily, that stayed intact, but the bad thing was people were trapped under their, um, in the trains for almost seven hours, I believe. So, okay, you're stuck under there for seven hours. What are you going to do? You know, what do you have with you? What if it was longer that you were stuck there? And that's a very real, you know, possibility here in the San Francisco area. So I'm telling him he needs to take a little bit more of a bug-out bag with him. I know you can't carry the whole giant bug-out bag with you everywhere, 
Um, but you can take, you know, snacks and other, a, first, a mini first aid kit wherever you go, people. And speaking of big giant bug out bags, please tailor these to your area, to the disasters that you're most likely to experience. Because you can't carry a 50-pound pack with you unless you are actually physically able to carry a 50-pound pack with you. If you have to walk and you put on your bug-out bag and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work, you can't carry it, it's worthless to you. You, you just created a brick. Um, yep. yep. So yeah. I... I Funny, kind of talking about being stuck on the BART train, I, I had a, and, and you know, again, a, a very personal emergency when I was about 18 or 19, and this was in the days before cell phones, and um, I was driving up to my father's house for Christmas Eve, and my car was a crappy old lemon that just broke down after, a, it was kind of in the and so my, my car breaks down, and they have these emergency phones by the side of the motorways in the UK where you can phone to the police or to a uh, a towing company, and they'll come and get you. And on this okay. this occasion, because it was Christmas Eve, they took six hours to come and get me. <gasps> and I'm just sat in the ice and snow <clears throat> in this, you know, in this crappy car that was getting colder and colder, thinking, what the hell am I going to do? And I literally, I had a, a, a trunk full of uh, Christmas presents all wrapped in paper. And I was getting to the point where I was ready to set the wrapping paper of the Christmas presents on fire to make a little fire just to get some heat because I was just freezing. And uh, Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and I was near civilization. I mean, there were cars flying past me, but nowhere I could go, nowhere I could get warmth. And, uh, you know, it was it could have been a real life or death situation just on the side of a freeway um, where if, you know, if I'd been even slightly, if I'd even had a blanket or some food or something, I'd... I would have been in a much much better situation. No, and thank you for that because you know I'm, I keep making all these uh, scenarios and people are like, oh yeah, yeah, right, that's gonna happen. You know, because I I could say, hey, remember Cujo, <laughs> the movie where she's trapped <laughs> in her car with it. If she even had a bug out bag, you know, it would have turned out a lot differently. But but no, something as simple as that, you seriously hypothermia could have, you know, that would have been it. You would have frozen in your yeah. car and. And especially, like I said, if you've got anyone depending on you, kids or, or animals or the elderly, man, this stuff should always be in your car. Um, so especially if you live in, in the snow, um, so in the areas of snow. What do you recommend to have in a bug-out bag? First of all, um, water. And I know if you can't carry, you know, 60 ounces with you in the bag, try to carry as much as you can in the bag because the water is is the most important thing you can have in there. Food, food is easy, man. You can get like a, like you said, a, a mini can of spam, a mini can of Vienna sausages, or, you know, um, any kind of protein. Lots of protein. Make sure you get protein stuff. Um, that's that's important to have. Things that that uh, God, go to the dollar store. I was just there the day before yesterday. I'm not kidding for like 20 bucks. I got so much food that, you know, we just divvied up into our, our uh, bug out bags. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, Titus Lupus in, in the um, chat room, we got, they had hummus. It was a dollar a pack, hummus and crackers, a mini mini can of hummus. And it was a brand that, that everybody knows, so it wasn't some off weird brand like, what am I eating? No, it was it was really cool. cool. Um, yeah, so, so water, food. 
just three days worth. If you can manage three days worth of food, make them tiny little things just and make them last. Um, flashlight and batteries, extra batteries, one extra set of batteries. Uh, let's see, uh, a first aid kit, mini first aid kit with your meds and a cheap roll of gauze, less than a dollar at the dollar store. We saw them there. A multi-tool. I bought a multi-tool at the dollar store. Now, I know I should have a better one because I love my Leatherman, okay? But if you just want one for a bug-out bag and you need to unscrew something, they have these little multi-tools there. Um, Your documents, important documents of who you are, you know, or anything that's really important, copies of. Keep them in a Ziploc because that doesn't weigh anything. Uh, Personal hygiene for you. You need a toothbrush, toothpaste, dollar store. Uh, cell phone, you got to have your cell phone. And now they have those backup chargers that, you know, will power your phone. It's really awesome. Um, an emergency contact list in case someone finds you on the side of the road and they need to contact someone, you know, to let them know that they found you. Uh, emergency space blankets. I'm going to put up a link. I found for $13, I got 20 emergency space blankets. For 13 bucks, Right. And these are uh, these are like those foil, you know, hypothermic. Foil. It's, yeah. yeah. They absolutely work. I used them at three in the morning. It was like thirty something degrees, and we were actually in wedding dress. This is it was a film shoot a long time ago, and we were all in wedding dresses, three o'clock in the morning at thirty something degree weather. But we all had space blankets around us, and we were totally warm. It was totally worked. And then um, let me ask, and I'm, I'm going to give you this one for free. Um, sure. Are they are they made of aluminium? I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love the aluminium. <laughs> or or aluminium. Really that. I know. Let's, <laughs> let's leave that. Let's leave that for another time. We're going to have to talk about that another time because I'm like, so yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I love that. If you guys listen often, that's a that's a inside joke. If anyway, anyway, we'll talk about it another time. Um. Here's something you have to absolutely have to have, you guys. And and I know they're outdated, but if power goes out and your phone goes out, you are not going to have your little GPS system to lean on. So go get yourself a map. Get a couple of maps. And like I said, familiarize yourself with your area because, you know, if you don't have the little Siri taking you everywhere, you're, you're going to be lost. Um, extra Ziploc bags for dirty items or food or whatever. Uh, pet food, of course, if you have a pet. Stuff for kids. You need stuff for kids. Again, we don't want them to be bored or scared. You know, we want to distract them. Extra keys. If you have to get back to your house and you don't have an extra set of keys or to your car or whatever, you're, you know, you're in trouble. Um, a can opener, an actual manual can opener. Not expensive at all. Um, a whistle. You can only yell about 20 times at full volume until your voice gives out. That's not a lot. So get a whistle so search teams can find you or you can, you know, uh, let somebody know that you're there. Um, A surgical mask. And this is important, and and it sounds extreme, but no, this is really important because in the event of an earthquake or something to where buildings have collapsed or, you know, there's structural damage, mold can suddenly be stirred up. This mold is deadly, too, very yeah. deadly. So yeah, if you have a surgical asbestos mask, and all the other crap that you right. find in old buildings, yeah. Right, and they don't weigh anything. You can get a whole pack and keep in your bag. They weigh very little. 
uh, and actually, I, I picked up two of these. They're kind of that? like a, a, I think they call them skiing masks or something, but they're they're breathing masks that are also great for the cold. Um, and I picked up two from Groupon for like six dollars, including postage the other day. And they're and they're black and they've got like a vent. They look like something Hannibal Lecter would wear. They're freaking awesome. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I'm gonna have to check if you send me the info because I oh we'll we'll post it up because yeah I want to get one. That's a great idea. Especially something cool like that you're going to want to wear. <laughs> um, Natchez, definitely. Uh, chalk. Chalk sometimes can help with, um, oh, gosh, so many things. You can write on the side of a building. Um, as long as it's not raining, it'll stay there. You can, you can, I don't know, mark places where people, I, 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 just a little rain poncho, one of those $2 rain ponchos. They fold up into a tiny little square, so it keeps you dry, you know, um, cheap. Uh, if you've got a chamois or a towel, I forget who it was that said, God, it was some show where they said, you always got to have a towel because you can use it to carry hot things. You know, you can use it, of course, to dry yourself off. And you can use it to wrap a wound, just a small towel. Um, use it for a pillow. So many uses. Uh, if you can, in our cert bags, they give us work gloves because, there are so many instances after a disaster where your your hands can just be ruined. And once your hands are messed up, you're pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, of course, you need, you know, another change of clothing uh, and shoes. So, you know, if you can wear, think, three days' worth. So change of clothing, shoes, um, hat, if you can, a tarp, you know, and... Um, Duct tape or electrical tape. Duct tape is awesome. I used to never, I used to drive a train and I would never get onto the train without a roll of duct tape in my backpack and a knife. Now, you know, that sounds like a lot of stuff, but I have almost everything on this list in a backpack right now and it might weigh maybe 20 pounds. And that's it. And that's not much at all. You know, so, did, so did you and that, uh, in in that list, did you mention a first aid kit as well? Or? Yeah, yeah, first right. aid kit, meds, and, and, and what exactly exactly would you put in the first aid kit for a bug out bag? Uh, definitely antibacterial stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. the gauze, gauze is is good for, uh, and the um, most little first aid kits have have several different sizes of um of band aids, including including the you know gauze pads. And then yeah. the the roll of gauze you can buy for a dollar, and that's really good for severe you know cuts and such because you know you need that pressure. Um, and uh, so the antibacterial tube, the band aids, the aspirin for sure, um, and the gauze those those are definitely essentials. Um, those four items. So um, your meds definitely. Right. So, yeah, because you know you can't for those people who have to take them. Try to see if you can get extras from your doctors just to just to have an extra set on hand in yeah. case you have to leave in a hurry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, and you know, the like other I, I, I would always oh. have in a bug out bag is a needle and thread, whether it's for clothes or for a wound. You know, I think uh, you know a needle Brilliant. can be really really useful. Brilliant, absolutely. Um, yeah, you could sew together a. I'm a Lost fan. <laughs> I love the show Lost, I know, despite the bad ending uh, series for now. But um, first show, he was being stitched up, you know, with a needle and thread. So that's, that's a smart thing. I'll add that. If it sounds like I blew through that list, um, I, I sort of did, but that's because we'll put the list up for you 
on our website, you know, which is um, Facebook. You know, you can just check out Heroes 101 Radio and it'll come up and we'll have the list there. But that stuff, like I said, it sounds like, oh, my God, you're going to have all that in your pack. It's not that bad at all. Just get a nice big pack with nice, you know, shoulder straps, and that's important. Don't get a cheap one because that'll, that'll hurt you uh, after a while. After carrying it for a little while, you'll, you'll hate it. So get one, and that's 20 pounds. You can handle that, maybe 20 pounds. Um, you, you know what as well, I, I think one thing I, I read a, a while ago about uh, survival planning and, and bug out bags was don't split your, your stuff between the group. So, you know, if, if if you're in a family and you think, well, I'm going to take all the tins of food because that's heavy and I'm going to give my wife, you know, all the medical stuff because that's light and I'm going to shoulder the burden, you've got to think about what what happens if you get separated. And uh, if, oh. if that's the case, you know, you're suddenly freezing cold with no spare clothes and you've got 20 pounds of beans on your back, whereas, you know, she's got a load of clothes and no food, you know. I, I guess that's worst-case scenario, but it's a consideration. That is it's very good advice. And and I would, wow, that didn't even occur to me to try to, because there was a point where we were stuffing uh, more stuff into our backpacks, and I went, well, I can just put these wipes, because we also chose to have some wipes, um, you know, into this person's pack in case, you know, they're usually together. And I went, wow, that just sounds really, you know, that, that's nice to think of, you know, but realistically they may be nowhere near each other and that person just walked off with all the wipes. So, um, yeah, good advice not to split the items between people. Everybody should have their own. Um, I'm thinking that that is is our list and Actually, I, I think fact, we compiled that. Here in the several. chat room had this yeah. interesting idea that I'd, I'd never heard before, but that honey is oh, a natural antibiotic. Yeah. And that, that's pretty absolutely cool. right. And I mean, honey you know, is, is a pretty magical thing, anyway, right? I mean, not not only the right. sugar, but the energy, and and you know, if it's an antibiotic as well, that sounds pretty cool to me. Honey is absolutely. We love honey here. Um, honey can do. Uh, honey and cinnamon together are amazing. But um, honey, they started using it as an anti uh, antibiotic. Sorry, uh, they would dress wounds in the Civil War with honey. So I know, I know, honey is 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 the wonder wonder food. The only thing is, you, you don't give it to babies under one year old though, because their digestive systems have not um, developed enough, and it could could lead to infant botulism. Is it? I I can't remember, but it's bad if they're yeah. under one year old. Yeah. So I'm so, actually going to be, uh, I guess, keeping my own bees here this year, and uh, for, are you, you know, really? maybe I'll pile a bit of New York Hero honey and. Uh, Share some with you guys. I would. Oh my God, we would love that. Um, let's see, Nightbug's mom and dad just last year started keeping bees in their backyard, um, but they don't. They don't. They only get a little honey out of it. They it's they let somebody else do it for. I can't remember what it's for, but um, it's it's just a community thing. They let someone use their backyard to to keep right. the, the bees there. Oh, you are going to be so hooked on your own natural honey. <laughs> good, good stuff. God, now I, now I want some honey. Thanks, Titus Lucas. <laughs> um, we have links to um, all kinds of great things. And really, if you guys devote, I don't know, maybe an hour of this per month, an hour of your time per month to this, you guys will be so 
prepped, we have um, CDC emergency supplies link. And, boy, if you want the complete, you know, list. We compiled our list from several different sites. So it's a, it's a pretty good list. But check yours out and, and, you know, adjust it to your needs. So we'll put that link up. Um, community emergency response. Now, Spectre can can vouch for this. When there's a missing person out there, it's good to have a network to help try to find that person, um, which is, I'm sorry, Spectre, I'm going to attribute it to you guys, at least in great part to you guys, because someone recognized the missing girl off of a flyer that had been posted. We don't know necessarily if it was your flyer. I'd like to think it was. But um, at any rate, the girl was found and is safe at home now. And um, over here, we helped to find an an 80-year-old man who had uh, dementia, who had wandered off at night with only a pair of slippers and, you know, um, a light jacket on. So we found him close to midnight through our community emergency response team. Now, uh, how do you get into a community emergency response team, which you really should because once you're in, they're like family. Um, and during any any emergency, they will send you a text or give you a phone call to see if you want to join in on um, helping out whatever, wherever it's needed. But there is a community emergency response team in your area, and if there isn't, guess what? You can take it for free online. You can take the course for free online, and we're going to post that link too. Yeah, and um, I must say, you know, we we looked at this, um, and I mean, you know, I guess I live around New York, so it's probably mm-hmm. more of a hub. But um, there are so many kind of small CERT teams around my area. You know, within within ten miles, there were probably seven different teams. So you know, it's uh, it's the kind of thing. If if you're assuming, hey, I live in the middle of nowhere, there's probably nothing near me. I, I would definitely take a look because oh, definitely, you may be surprised. Right, and like I said, you guys, it's free, and you come out with, it's so funny, it's it's a free class to take, um, and yet you come out with things that they give you at the end of the class. Like, I think everyone I know who's taken it has ended up with a really nice backpack. Uh, it's an identifiable cert backpack, so that if you're in, in a disaster area, they can tell that you're a cert worker. You come out with a hard hat, again, a cert hard hat, um, and a vest and gloves and several, whatever, depending on what your cert class gives out, several other things. So you take a free class, you learn about this community emergency response stuff, and you come out with some really cool swag. So <laughs> I think it's a good deal. Um, let's see, what other links do we have? Uh, there's an ICS for single resources and initial action action incidents. I think that's FEMA. Um, free FEMA course. Free FEMA course. Dude, I want to take that. Oh, and they're worth college credit. Huh. Any students out there need some extra credit? Uh, 13 pages of free classes uh, offered from FEMA, which is uh, your um, federal emergency management uh, whatever Association, I don't know, whatever that stands for. But check out FEMA and check out their free classes. So we we just, you know, I figure if if my neighbor is is prepared, that's one more person, you know, close to me that I can count on because we're friends with our neighbors. 
um, in case I don't have something. It's like that cup of sugar you don't have. You can go to your neighbor and they're nice enough to give it to you. Well, you know, something in an emergency, unless it's an every man for himself scenario, which I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping not. Um, Even then, though, it's still pretty handy to have your neighbor well stocked, right? It just means that you just need to go around and rob them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, you know, guns and. <laughs> What's Sorry, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think that we have covered everything I have on my notes. Let me make sure. Oh, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to take our, our packs. And like I said at the beginning of the show, we're actually going to run around with them and see how far we can get <laughs> with, with these packs before we go, okay, we, we can't possibly carry these anymore. Because um, we need to know. We have a little one with us. And um, his pack, like I said, these packs are like almost 20 pounds. Well, he's got one that's almost 20 pounds as well. So, And we don't want to divide his stuff between us, so we've got to figure out how long he can carry his pack and, and how soon we'll have to carry it for him. So, um, Oh, wow, we're down to nine minutes. Did you know that, Spectre? Yeah, I know, right? Time flies. But uh, I must say, I, I have... Personally, and I would hope our listeners as well have found this actually really, really useful. That's good to know because, you know, there are people in my my own family who, yeah, 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 I'll get around to it, you know, and I told myself this year for Christmas, if they still haven't gotten around to it, that we're giving out emergency, uh, you know, kits, emergency, their own um supplies to either make their own bug out bags or to have it, you know, shelter at home stuff. So, you know. And I'll tell you what, actually, uh, we, uh, one of our, uh, our members from, from the Illinois initiative, Tree Song, actually, mm-hmm. uh, he was due to call in tonight, but he had something else he needed to do, but he sent us in this message. And I, I think this is actually really key as to why, you know, why you shouldn't treat this with apathy. And he says, uh, my two cents on the theme for tonight is that preparedness is becoming even more important with each passing year. It's always been important, but now we have to worry about more natural disasters due to global warming. And if the economy keeps going downhill, people will be less and less prepared for disasters due to poverty, cuts in emergency services, etc. And that's on top of the usual things like car accidents, train wrecks, regular storms, etc. that just happen randomly. We all need to learn to be prepared, both for our own sake and for our community's sake. Oh, that's wonderful! I, yeah, you know I what? That just exactly. I was going to say that summed up the whole thing right there. You can't. I've realized that you can't force people to care or to be responsible, et cetera. Et cetera. But um, all we can do is keep trying to put the info out there so that should someone realize this is important, that they have somewhere they can go and and gather. A show like this, which is 90 minutes long, does pack a ton of info in all at once, which is a good thing, you know. If, if you can take notes and follow up on your own, um, there's your own skill set. You know how to survive these things, or at least you know how to be better prepared. So... I'm 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 always liking these emergency preparedness shows. Besides that, it, it keeps me reminded of what I need to um, hone up on in the event of something going down. And it feels like, Spectre, it feels like every time you turn around in the news, something's always going down. 
you know, somewhere. So yeah, um, yeah, that's right. And you know, I, I, I guess you know, part of that could be considered scaremongering, and you know, that that's kind of the job of the news these days. It seems is to to put the frighteners onto people and uh, make the world seem all doom and gloom when, you know, maybe it's not that bad. But at the same time, you know, you've got to take some of this stuff seriously and take responsibility for your own safety. And, uh, you know, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, whether you live in the middle of nowhere that you might end up getting cut off or you live in a big city that may be, a, you know, a, a target for something or a, a kind of a, a breeding ground for whatever the next big issue is. Um, I, I think, you know, wherever you are and whatever kind of lifestyle you lead, you, you've got to at least put some consideration into this. Amen, brother. I wholeheartedly agree. I agree. Um, and now at least I know that I have someone in the New York area <laughs> who's there. <laughs> so if I'm in your area, I'm going, you guys are going to, we're hunkering down with you. <laughs> And likewise, across the country, I, the good thing is I, what I love about the Hero Initiative is I know that if I'm near any of the states where I've noticed a Hero Initiative member, I can go, okay, you know what, that person probably has, you know, has a prep thing going, so we can we can go that way. Yeah, that's hey. right. And, you know, if uh, if it looks like California is going to fall into the sea and the zombie apocalypse is happening, at the, you know, at the same <laughs> that the tornado hits the coast over there, then you you guys just head east. You'll be you'll be fine over here. You and your sharknadoes. What is it with this whole sharknado thing it's lately? Serious problem. It's, uh... you, you are a geek. You're like. <laughs> you have a site for him. Vector has yeah, a site. Did you hear that, Spectre? No, no. Can you recap that for us? Sure. He said, because he doesn't realize that this isn't working. Um, Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, He thought our microphone was still on. Um, He said that he found a a site, and he thought of you. It's Bug Out Bag Academy, and their logo is a Mandalorian. It's a helmet, right? The Mandalorian helmet? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's trying to tar- tag you in a um, in a post about that. Sharknado three will be out this summer. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> hey, this, this, you guys can hear me now. I, I thought those movies yeah. sucked. <laughs> they really sucked. You did? Are they, they hilarious? Husband, they were so bad. They're good. They were just really freaking bad. Okay, you know what? If they're so bad, because you know what else is bad, but I I loved it was uh, Hard Target. Did you ever see that with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Van Damme, yeah. Right, and Wilford Brimley. It's a horrible movie, but I love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no. Sometimes it's terrible. Yeah, you came, you came in right on there. Uh-huh. And you guys are geeking out on me. Um, we are. We totally geeked out just now on, on well, Shark I was, I was going to say, for more geeky, like MacGyver meets Martha Stewart, check out King of Random. <laughs> that guy shows you how to make uh, fireless, or uh, not, yeah, fireless, Fire starter, like matchless fire starter. In other words, like a chemical chemical reaction fire starter, using household stuff. What's and it called? Random, random what? King of random. King of random. Okay. Inconceivable. Check them out on, on YouTube. Check them out. <laughs> King of, thank you, Vector. Yeah, that's no, that's a good idea. I know you can start things with batteries. In fact, people, if you have any loose nine volt batteries near any steel wool, oh, go yeah. fix that Bad right news. away. Because, yeah, because there are tons of YouTube videos that are from firefighters that show that those things stored near each other will start fires on their own. 
So 9-volt batteries need to be stored on their own. Don't get them near spill wool, especially. Yeah, I've um, stock of 9-volt batteries that are, you know, that are just, <laughs> they're, they're my, my my emergency fire starters if anything were to go wrong. And for exactly that reason, it just goes off like a inferno the moment it touches that wool. Right? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? So, you know, yeah. you got to start so uh, badly. Use that. I know you guys are about to hop off the air, too, so I want to bring up one last thing. Like, another uh, thing you could do for, like, a mini bug-out bag or a, a mini tin is you could take an Altoid tin and just start collecting little things to fill with it. Like, start with Band-Aids. And then, oh, a couple aspirin. Just put that in your tin. You start building a little mini kit. And then when you... So that way it's not so crazy as, like, a bug-out bag. And then by the time you got your bug-out bag and finally got your nice big bag, you've got stuff to start it with. But you've also got nice. stuff to take with you on the way to work, night bug. And so you could, like, have a little tin, a little survival <laughs> tin, and then, you know, you know it's not... Because I know right. that dude travels light. You travel light, bug. You do. So He does. A little mini kit like that, yeah, kind of handy. So. Excellent, again, because you know what? Of... Right. Good. What I've got to I've got to say real quick is I, I may not have mentioned this. You guys, you should have a bug out bag um, at work because stuff can go down in right. your in your building and and one in your car. So oh, Mug's got a mini survival kit in a can. Um, look it up, yep. Google it. It's actually called survival kit in a can. But we've got one minute left. So, Spectre, is there anything we want to bring up? Well, not really. You know, I mean, to be honest, my head is exploding, and I'm, I'm actually going to have to <laughs> listen back to this show and literally make notes and, <clears throat> and <laughs> probably say my voice doesn't sound like that. That's stupid. But uh, uh, yeah. Or, or, geez, my co-host talks so damn much. I do. I warned you about this, you know, a while yeah. ago. So. Don't act like it's I, I, must yeah. say, I hope that some people listened in and thought, you know, that the California chick's amusing and she's got that guy who's a British guy who's a bit of a dick. So <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of hope someone listens and thinks, hey, there's some good ideas there. I might uh, might start stocking up a bag just to, just to be on the <laughs> safe side. Excellent. Excellent. So with that, I want to thank, uh, thank my co-host. Um, and thank Bug on the board and Vector for calling in and the people in the chat room. Thank you so much for your two cents. We really appreciated it. So Ooh. we've got three seconds. Have a good week, everybody. Good night.